to my PPC Chat Roundup family. Um, a warm welcome to you to this episode of the PPC Chat Roundup, a podcast where I round up the Twitter discussion that happens on Tuesdays at 5 p.m. GMT. I'm your host, Anu, and I'm recording here from my usual studio in London, UK. And I use this platform to share not just expert, but also my ideas and considered best practices about paid media and the direction the digital industry is going in. So if you want to keep up to date with my tips and tricks in the industry and get the latest on the podcast that has been called your go-to, if you don't make it to the PPC chat live discussions, and even if you do, then like, follow, share, retweet, and that's right, Twitter with my handle, the marketing Anu, or join us on our LinkedIn group, which is the PPC chat roundup podcast. Or if you're on Instagram, why don't you check us out on our handle at ppcchat underscore roundup to get quotes, snippets, memes, gifts, and just general things that make me laugh. And thoughtful quotes are like that I've seen from um, other profiles that I find very inspiring. I hope they inspire you as well. It's also a delight to share that this podcast is sponsored by Opteo, O-P-T-E-O. They are a complete toolkit for Google Ads Manager. Opteo continuously monitors Google Ads accounts for statistically significant patterns. And when something comes up, Opteo will suggest an improvement that can be pushed live to your Google Ads account in a few seconds. It makes your Google Ads profitable, so not just focusing on increasing spend like you-know-who. So join the likes of Spotify, Deliveroo, Selfridges, Etsy, and a lot more to see how Opteo can help your businesses do more with Google Ads. Check out uh, especially this unique link, opteo.com forward slash PPC chat for a 60-day free trial. So not 30 days as the landing page might be saying for 60-day free trial. And yeah, who doesn't love try before you buy offer? So no credit card details needed. Just go in there and check out that amazing automation tool. So today we are led by the amazing Julie Bicini to discuss what even still works and what no longer does in PPC. So that's our snappy title. <laughs> this was suggested by Lawrence Chase, who's a longstanding member of the PPC Chat Collective. And rightly so. We have seen so many changes happening and then rollbacks and things that we thought were going to happen. But yeah, definitely loads of changes in the UI in terms of how we bid, how we create campaigns, more changes are announced in terms of ad copies, search queries, seeing more, seeing less, seeing more again. It's just been a lot. And yeah, it's really good to have a bit of a stock take and just really take stock of what's really working now. Have you thought that? Have you seen some things change? And um, we'd love to hear from you. Yeah, let's hear from the experts to see what they have to say. And maybe if we're lucky, this will count as a bat signal to Google to bring some things back. But uh, I'm not holding my breath for that, to be honest. Anyway, let's get into it. So Julie goes on saying, joining me today for PPC chat, we have our, on our topic, what even still works and what no longer does in PPC. I know we all have things that used to work so well that now don't. It can't just be me. Yeah, no, it's not just you, Julie. They're just some things that just seem a little bit out of the loop or just not working anymore. Yeah, she says, welcome, do a bit of a roll call. How are we all doing? I was happy to join the beginning of this chat, but got really busy and sidetracked. So left all the comments to our experts today. Judy shows us a picture of her dog, Maple, turning 18 months tomorrow. Glenn Smelzel as well joins us today. John Kagan joins on time. Yay. Thank you, John. <laughs> Of course, Lawrence Chase joins us as well as Michael Fleming showing us a, be a beautiful picture of his baby daughter. 
And Dwayne Brown as well joins us saying Chile and Toronto, those PNW and P and BC are having some really bad weather. Climate change is real. It sure is. So getting in on our questions, we've got Julie asking us to question one. She goes, are you finding that things that used to work well or really well in your PPC account are just not the same lately? We will be getting into specifics in subsequent questions. Andrew McGarry to that says, I'm curious what folks thinks about, think about performance max emails that went out the other day from Google ads. And then, yeah, Julie asked for a screen share. And basically it says, we've got an email from Google to Andrew going, performance max campaigns are new for advertisers to buy and optimize ads across all of Google's advertising channels, including YouTube, Display, Search, Discover, Gmail, and Google Maps. They complement your keyword-based search campaigns to help you reach more customers across Google's full range of advertising channels and inventory. In fact, advertisers that use Performance Max campaigns in their account see an average increase of 13% total incremental conversions at a similar cost cost per action. If you're a retailer, we recommend you continue using smart shopping and local campaigns for maximum success during this holiday season. In 2022, smart shopping and local campaigns will be available to upgrade to performance max. So yeah, during this season, continue to use smart shopping and local campaigns, but they'll be getting upgraded in 2022. Interesting. I wonder if anyone gave a thought about that. And we've got Julia Vice as well saying that generally, yes, most automation and all-in-one campaigns types have changed the approach needed to make things work. And Julie replies to, yeah, question one, just saying most definitely for her. Mark Saltarelli, amazing name to see on this chat, who used to be part of the Marketing O'Clock podcast, which I recommend that you listen to as well. He joins our chat saying that to answer question one, yes, absolutely. I'm finding myself having to rethink past strategies a lot lately especially as I start my new position. Oh, congratulations to you, Mark. Dwayne re- uh, replies question one saying, Big G is still stable over Facebook. Things are different this year versus 2020 since people are not locked at home anymore. Yay to that. Lawrence Chase replies saying, yes, seen very different results and have had to make some changes on things that used to do very well. Um, and then Julia Vice replies to question to Dwayne's answer going vaccines are good for shopping. <laughs> Dwayne replies, yes, they are good for yeah, people doing online shopping. Definitely. John Kagan replies to question one saying the old max click strategy that used to be old reliable for reducing CPCs just isn't doing it like it used to. In addition, the usage of exact match seems to be nowhere as valuable as it used to be. And then we've got Julie taking us on to question two, saying what used to work great in paid search that lately just is not working well or at all. How are you coping with these changes? Actually, now that she mentions it, I do want to bring up the fact that in SA360, it's something I've been noticing over the past couple of days. Changes to bid strategies takes a while to really kick in. So last week we were really underspending. And so I re- increased, especially the auction time bid strategy limit and it took a few days and about at some point three days and because of course you worry and you maybe continue adding more because you think your change is not making any difference and at some point a huge spike happens now we're trying to bring that back down i've changed the max bid limits on some of our bid strategies i did that on monday early on monday morning it's tuesday evening now and i'm still seeing quite high spends now I feel from experience, I probably shouldn't continue making any changes because 
I might then do it so that we underspend and I'd rather that not happen. But yeah, it's just very interesting that changes to bid strategy, max bid limits does not take effect as quickly as you'd like it to. So I don't know if anyone else has seen that. In reply to question two, Michael Fleming as well, responds saying granular account structures just doesn't seem to be worth the time investment anymore like it used to be. And I think this might be where a question about single keyword ad groups oh, it wasn't this, <laughs> this part that it comes in, but we talk about single keyword ad groups. Mark replies to Michael saying, yes, this. Google ignores the structure anyway, so might as well make it easier to manage. Giovanni replies, not true for my industry. I'm still having success with my clients. Michael Bogosian replies, just set up a single keyword ad group structure and drop cost per action like 40%. I don't know, could still be useful. Sean Ellie replies to question one, saying some tactics, mainly in search campaigns, aren't working as good as they used to. So we have had to adjust and test out new ways of setting those up and optimizing. And then we have Julia Weiss replying to question two, saying, so the brand versus generic in separate campaigns with each keyword list as negatives in the other is just not working for how Google is matching terms anymore. It's super messy, which affects overall CPC controls. Interesting. Mark replies to question two, saying, with Google now labeling niche keywords as limited by search volume and expanding matches of those keywords, I've tried going broader with keywords and modifying campaigns with audiences. Definitely hopped on the audience trend. Yeah, Mark, you should have done that way long time ago. <laughs> um, Julie replies question two, saying, not to state the two obvious, but targeting high converting keywords is a lot harder now. With the uber fuzzy matching logic, competitors now match to brand terms regularly. I am talking to clients about tightening focus since targeting is more broad. Lawrence replies question two saying impression share bidding used to work really well with exact match. Now it is a train wreck. Automation also seems to break if a site has issues for any significant amount of time, which then makes it feel like you have to start from ground zero. Yeah, that'd be annoying. Andrew replies to question two and to Lawrence going, I was under the impression that Google really don't like impression share bidding. Is that still a thing? And Sean replies, have noticed the impression share issue too. We used to use on broad and it used to work very well, but have had to switch off of it. So yeah, even when I tried to use impression share bid strategy using SA360, we didn't see it pick up much at all. Sean Ellie replies to question two saying it's difficult for me to find the right combo of match types. Match types used to be so straightforward, but now we have campaigns that get no traction because they are mostly exact, low search volume, but phrase match just runs away with spend on questionable queries. Melissa McKee replies to question two saying related to the match type conversation, keyword sculpting just doesn't do anything anymore. Almost always a waste of time. Feels like we should just throw keywords in at random and hope for the best. Uh, just really starts to seem that that's the way it is going. And we've got Julie continuing her answer to question two saying, and, and what I mean about tightening focus is to seriously prioritize what we are targeting in paid search for X consolidating or eliminating some campaigns to have more budget for those with greater success potential. You need a lot more dollars to get off the ground. Very much true. John replies to question two saying many some of the engine based strategies and coping involves an angry letter writing campaign that transpires on Twitter. Hmm. And continuing on from the conversation where Mark said that he's definitely hopped on the audience trend. Michael Fleming replies saying would be interested to hear how a broadian strategy 
is working for people. So using doing an audience targeting on top of your broad matched keywords. And Julia Vice replies, in my very particular case, really, really well, but that's not new. Michael replies, is it doing better than tighter keyword match types used to? Julia Vice goes, yes, but again, I do store visits for restos and public sector awareness campaigns. Ecom might not see the same results I do. But in terms of getting the person who is Googling something really generic, it's chef kiss. And continuing talking about hopping on the audience trend, Lawrence replies saying we used to separate out brand coupons or discount terms from brand to create ads that had a coupon. Problem now is Google will show those coupon ads to anyone even remotely close to a brand term. So you cannot separate them anymore. Mark replies, yes, I had something similar happen with changing the conversion offer based on someone searching for a template or for software and Google kept matching either which way. And then we have Desai Bavesh replying to question two, where he goes, is Skag still relevant and is in single keyword ad group? And I start that conversation going on saying that I'd say no, but um, yeah, ready to be proven wrong. Julie replies to it saying, I would say no with the way that keywords match these days. Michael Fleming replies, I've heard the keyword will have to be a good portion of your conversions to make a single keyword ad group worthwhile nowadays. I'd say, yeah, no, not really. Desai continues saying, is it counterproductive to run single keyword ad group? Any research on accuracy of keywords matching is Google's new rule of keyword matching. And in my response to what Desai said, where he had gone, is Skag still relevant? And I said, I'd say no. I have it to be proven wrong. Julia Weissen goes, truly has never been F Skags for anything but short term tests. And then we've got Lawrence replying, I don't even like the name. Yeah, Skag. <laughs> it sounds very weird. <laughs> And then we go on to question three. Julie asks, is there something new in paid search that has been working really well for you lately? Well, there's been loads of new. Whether it's been working well is yet to be seen. Michael Fleming replies to question two. Granular account structures just doesn't seem to be worth the time investment. And Dwayne replies to that saying plus one to this for sure. Things like Skag and Grip don't work like they used to. Which one was Grip? Anyway, keyword themed ad groups are great still. Consolidation is the name of the game. And then Dwayne replies to question two saying breaking out by match type doesn't always make sense anymore. We've seen some good success mixing match types for the right e-com client. Things are changing and truly aren't the same anymore. Mark replies to question three saying not terribly new, but we've been seeing some success with new broad match plus max conversions. We've also been trying to implement image extensions more broadly and so far, so good. Interesting. Julie replies to question three saying, I hate that I'm saying this, but putting more money into fewer campaigns on Google has helped. I really feel like there is a true flaw of spending that you now need to gain traction. I'm working on a blog post about this topic. Yes, I would really love to hear more about that. Michael replies, I assume this is mainly because the algorithms learn and optimize faster. Any other reasons? Mark replies, I've been feeling this too, excited for the post. Giovanni replies, this principle is now known as diminishing marginal returns with my clients. I won't spend more on campaigns when my return is only one conversion. And then we have Julia Vice replying to question three, saying thanks for keeping room for the positive. RSAs are working really well for us and image extensions are much better than they used to be. And yeah, I think Mark will agree with that. As well, we've got Lawrence replying to question three saying image extensions have been showing good performance, creating fewer campaigns and even DSAs 
have been doing better with some accounts, becoming less granular in how many campaigns get created. Mark replies, I three exclamation marks to this. I have been much more willing to test DSAs over the past six months and they've been working well for campaigns I've worked with. They'll always work better for e-com, but I've had them work for SaaS companies with multiple modules to their product, plus many offer types. Julie replies, I'm using DSA more too for lead gen clients, B2B and B2C. It also gives insight into how Google views your content or site, which is valuable even if the performance is middling. And Julie continues, what are you using in your image extensions? So much easier for product advertisers. And Lawrence replies, yes, it's pretty easy for product advertisers generally. I will use image or either a group of products or even a single product depending on the campaign. Sometimes if you have multiple color options, you can show that as an example. Julia Vice replies to that saying, I used to only find them helpful for my travel clients, but things have really opened up. Definitely worth putting the whole menu on. And just also a few more comments about DSA from Mark saying that honestly, amazing take on DSAs that is easy to overlook as in, when Julie said it gives insight into how Google views your content or site, which is valuable, even if the performance is middling. And as well as Lawrence going 100%, you can also find gems that should have their own campaign or budgets, which is great. So guys, check out DSA campaigns. I have also been creating quite a few of them for our clients much recently, but I always make sure the biggest things is check out those negatives. Make sure that you make all the keywords you're already bidding on a negative against your DSA campaigns and do SQRs like an eagle eye those first few days. You'll get some nonsense coming through. But once you do them on a, on a daily basis for the first week or two, you can then live it to do its thing. And then we have Dwayne Brown replying to question three, saying beyond mixing match types I mentioned in question two, seeing less need to build out or have dozens of shopping campaigns, invisible skew phenomenon is still an issue, but less shopping campaigns can make sense for brands. And then he continues Google shopping ads, invisible skew phenomenon at play. And he gives us a link to a blog on his site. And um, I'm sure that will be available on officialppcchat.com. And then we have Andrew McGarry replying to question three saying, no, but I can't confirm that Bing shopping ads, having a second line in the middle of the SERPs has killed my organic traffic sales globally from Bing. And from a combined SEM perspective, it's a bit annoying. Glenn Schmelzel replies to question three saying, we've had good results by rigorously timing changes around the learning period, spacing things two weeks apart has helped phase in extra budget offers, etc." And Randy Marcus replies, wait, are you saying ads will regularly go into a learning period? I did not know this. I thought it only needed to learn when you changed budget or made significant changes to keyword. Glenn replies, we are to the side of caution. I can't say for sure, but it affects ad copy changes, but we don't take chances. And in reply to Dwayne's answer to question two, where he talked about breaking out match type, not making sense. Anymore seeing success mixing match types for right e-com clients. Mark replies, I absolutely never break out exact and phrase anymore since there's so much overlap with close variants. Dwayne replies, we find it still works well for brand campaigns, but that's starting to be the exception. We find with commodity products, the breakout can still make sense. Traffic and ad spend play a role plus strong negative keywords. 
yeah, Mark replies, strong negative keywords definitely needed. And we've got John Kagan replying to question three saying, this really pains me to say it, but the Google ads RSA plus broad match plus auto bid strategy is working oddly well. Why does it pay you to say that, John? <laughs> and then we have Julie taking us on to question four saying, switching gears to paid social. What used to work great in paid social that lately just is not working well or at all? How are you coping with these changes. We have John Kagan replying saying Snapchat and that kind of makes me happy. Yay, something he's happy about. Julia Vice replies saying Deep Swig Facebook. It used to be a thing. Now it's just annoying. Seriously though, the amount you need to spend to get any kind of reach. Ugh. Yeah, if you're a small brand starting out like me, don't use Facebook <laughs> just yet. Oh, I thought we were done talking about DSAs, but Michael Fleming brings up a very good point here saying I've been using DSAs for content PPC. You can never fit a blog post headline into an ETA or RSA headline. So an expanded text ad or responsive search ad headline, but DSA pulls and uses your whole headline. Oh, tricky. Yeah. Cheeky DSA going past the whole character limit rule. And Julie replies, nice. Mark replies, yes, yes, yes. So yeah, get that as a very interesting tip there for you. Lawrence replies to question four saying, in paid social, I'm seeing sometimes the more broad match audiences performing better than very well-defined or even uploaded audiences. That floored me with a couple of accounts, but it is working so data does not lie. Mark Soltarelli replies, I've been saying this a while now, but job titles are no longer enough on LinkedIn. Having fields like skills and company revenue combined with job function and seniority make performance so much better because the content can be more relevant. And then continuing, he goes, also lead gen forms have gone down in quality at times. I've been having to add more text-based fields or try landing pages to avoid low quality leads. Facebook has made it so much harder to iterate on audiences, which drives me crazy. Facebook disapproval overturn process. I feel like they are more abstract than ever and impossible to overturn. And they can now penalize other accounts connected to your manager account. That is a very cheeky. So yeah, he talks about Job titles is not enough. Lead gen forms have gone down in quality. Facebook disapproval overturn process is a nightmare in short. And Julie Weiss gives her answer to question four saying across a few social platforms, it used to be really easy to build awareness and strong audiences for search to capture. Now everything is restricted and ads are constantly rejected across platforms. It's heading back to organic management with individual boosted posts. Dwayne Brown replies, just logging into Facebook's ad manager and seeing results. That is not working as well as it used to. Hello, well, <laughs> that's his response to that. And then we have Lawrence Chase replying to Julia Weiss where she had said, Facebook, it used to be a thing. Now it's just annoying. And Lawrence replies, yes to this. Small spends have a very difficult time seeing very good results. Brands really need to commit it to a decent spend amount to see any momentum, which is not very inclusive to the smaller brands with small budgets. Julia Vice goes right. And while my brands have pretty healthy budgets, not every campaign is a flagship. Sometimes I need to reach particular people in a particular place and it's so expensive. Julie replies to that saying, I'm going to make sure to get my post on this topic out <laughs> this week. So yeah, it's not just a problem on Google, but just also on Facebook as well. If you're not spending like a minimum amount, you're not even seeing good results. 
And then Julie answers question four, going, paid social does seem to have some some of its former superpowers diminished after iOS 14.5. I used to say about Facebook, it could give you the marketing holy grail. Here are amazing customers. Find me more just like them and it would. It's not as good as that now. Then Julie takes us on to question five saying, is there something new in paid social that has been working really well for you lately? And John Kagan replies to this saying, not so much new, but more aggressive usage of local search and waiting the actions, store visits, driving directions, etc. Differently is making my clients some major dollars. So yeah, doing the whole weighing the actions differently, making his clients major money, which is nice. Julia Vice replies to question five saying TikTok, particularly their top view takeover product. It's basically a YouTube masthead equivalent and it hits hard, very strong performance. Nice to know that. Lawrence replies to question five saying nothing very new yet, but in another couple of weeks should have more thoughts on performance max. I thought that's a paid search thing. Confusing by that, but yeah, that's something new and I'm quite interested into seeing how that is going to work. Mark Saltarelli replies to question five saying nothing too new here. Excited to test LinkedIn company revenue targeting. Also find myself testing a wider variety of offer types and more granular remarketing that I used to. And it's been working well. Good on you, Mark. Good to hear that. And then we have Julie taking us on to question six saying, what is your biggest frustration or challenge right now in PPC performance? Maybe we can help each other. Just a bit strategies not working as fast as they could. I know what the alternatives are, what the suggestions would be, like use different bid strategies, like impression share bidding strategies, but that's not really working well anymore. I just think there's something just missing that Google is not doing too well at the moment that it could do much better. In answer to question six, Julia Weiss goes, I feel like I can't give the best possible advice. We're just surfing all these changes and the people trusting us with important communications deserve robust strategies and tactics. Very much so. Lawrence says, yeah, about all we can do is say we can test and see what we get for results. I'm finding some brands do well and others struggle with some of the updates. Very much so. We just don't know. Melissa McKee replies saying lack of search term visibility and poor RSA performance are two huge frustrations right now. Lack of search term visibility and poor RSA performance huge frustrations. Julie replies, for me, it's accounts that have smaller budgets plus longer conversion times. These are struggling in search. Google ads is not great for these kinds of accounts right now. Trying the budget consolidation to see if it moves the needle. Frustrating. In response to that, Julie Vice going, I totally hear that. Have you considered changing the budget split between Microsoft and Google? Microsoft is pretty good at low volume, low budget, and not just for B2B. Julie goes, would love to do that. However, these clients don't want to put money on another platform when the bigger primary, better known one is struggling to get conversions. Ads to management costs as well can be a tough sell at that point in the process. Glenn replies, that's certainly frustrating. It's a tightrope. Also with low versus high friction offers and stretching budgets across biz lines that require their own ad groups or campaign. Roy Steves replies saying manual bidding on 90 plus data ranges are the only consistent approach I've found for those. Sometimes a hammer is the right tool after all. And Sean Ellie replies to question six saying finding a nice balance in match types, especially for smaller accounts. Phrases being a new worst BMM can spend a lot on irrelevant queries, but Google labels all our exact as low search volumes. For low volume accounts, it's really tough to find that winning combo. 
Julia Vice goes, amen to that. And we have Bodowski joining us, replying to question six, saying the lack of insights that prevent us from optimizing campaigns to their fullest, not being able to view which keywords or sites are driving performance in custom intent, not being able to view keywords for smart shopping campaigns or negate one that you would like to. He continues, seriously, imagine being able to view how each keyword and website within custom intent performs. Such automation should sway budget away from inefficiencies. As advertisers, we have no way of being sure that's occurring. Would be nice to expand on successful audiences. Brett continues, I know that the keywords or websites we are adding are actually adding value to said audience. Bastian replies saying, I will add the lack of data with the GDPR in Europe, where 30 to 50% of people don't consent the Apple ITP limitation. Having to switch to smart bidding with less data and wrong data is a bit hard. We are going to test consent mode. In reply to question six, Lawrence goes, probably the change is happening in platforms so fast. It is difficult to keep up with the testing. The lack of data available to us after all these changes compound how difficult our jobs are to keep growing revenue at specific returns. Mark replies to question six saying, I would still say the combined search query loss plus match type expansion. I wish they had some sort of audience data like LinkedIn data in Microsoft to help mitigate these issues. Dwayne Brown replies saying it has never felt more like gambling today than it has in any of the 15 years I have been doing this. Everything is a gamble. Dwayne replies, feeling lost, we launched our agency training ground to build an education plus community of paid search e-com and DCC marketers. 2022 is our year. I believe so too. And then ending on a wishful note from Julie Buccini, she asks, is there something that used to work well for you in paid search or paid social that you hope will one day work as well? Again, do you think it will or could happen? So yeah, this is our PPC chat bat signal send to Google and Facebook. Glenn replies, I know this industry is a magnet for change, but I anticipate we'll reach point of routineness with platforms AI. After all, the collective work to train the algorithms we're in for an era where we oversee instead of fight with them. <laughs> yeah, but the overseeing will still be important, I really hope. Julia Vice replies, making people happy. Social media used to be fun and ads didn't always ruin a whole experience. I hope we can return to a sense of offering value, not just blasting out messages everywhere to everyone because targeting what for. Glenn replies, funny you say that, Julia. I posted about that on LinkedIn just yesterday. Julia replies, I feel like I'm the soft toffee of the cynical ad world up here. But it's true. I didn't get into this work to annoy people. I want to support good shows and content and help people get what they need. Very much so. Julia also replies saying it does feel like it's a lot harder to even kind of delight people with advertising these days. Here's to continuing to try to be delightful, useful and timely. Ends on that note saying hopefully that's an aspect of marketing that will never go out of style. I feel the only really time that we can think of entertaining people with ads these days is Christmas time. You know, we've been talking a lot about the John Lewis Christmas ads and the Aldi Christmas ads. I think one that I've not seen yet is the Sainsbury's Christmas ad. They had a bit of backlash because they went diverse last year. Yeah, that happened. Tesco has come out with their ads. There's been a backlash because Santa is double vaccinated. Yeah, guess who's protesting that? 
Anyway, <laughs> getting on to back to PPC. Lawrence replies saying, I would wish for visibility into our keywords again. This would probably help a lot more than we know. I also want to see data for smart shopping, performance max, etc. And then Dwayne replies to question seven saying, we are officially past the point of no return. Google's cookie-less world is coming in 2023 unless they move it up. Julie replies to question seven saying, I remain stubbornly hopeful that we might get actual, not the zero-click only search query data back. But I don't think it will actually happen. This I said, even Google said that it will give more search term data. I am not finding it. Still, a lot of data is not available. Julie goes, it's showing more queries, but they are zero click queries. They are still obscuring some clicked and even converting terms. But you can see a whole lot of one impressions of zero click terms. It makes no sense. So all the data that actually doesn't make any use to us. Sean Ellie replies to question seven, saying match types, pushing budgets to keywords you knew would bring in the right queries and using broader keywords to find additional traffic. I hope Google walks this change back and think they will have to if they continue having keywords. It's just a mess right now. So yeah, that big if they continue to have keywords, we might get into an automated situation with that. And on that note, that brings us to the end of this chat. I hope you found that useful. I think there's been some really uh, lovely nostalgic memories about some things that used to work and that whole, you need to have more volume now. Yeah, I think that's very big. I think even one of the things that really indicated it for me was the fact that Google does not allow you to do customer match unless you are spending at least about $50,000 per month on your account. So that means pulling in your CRM data, your email data into your Google ads, which I just think is ridiculous. You're really outrightly cutting some people out of there. Anyway, if you found that topic very interesting and on top of your takeaways, you want to still share some of your ideas on some ideal wishes for what Google should bring back, join us on Thursday at 12 p.m. Eastern time, and that's 5 p.m. GMT on Twitter Spaces. Julie is going to be hosting a Twitter Spaces chat on there, so you can continue the chat with us on there. For any feedback about the podcast or even any corrections that you'd like to have made, get in touch with me on Twitter. My DMs are open on my handle, The Marketing Anu, or on LinkedIn. We have a PBC chat group, which is obviously the PBC chat roundup podcast group and please also if you're one of those amazing regular listener please go on apple if you're an apple user please go on the apple podcast look for pbc chat roundup and leave it a review every review counts and improves the growth again this podcast has been made possible by the great guys at opteo helping you to do more with your google ads and for a 60-day free trial check out the link opteo.com forward slash ppc chat so that's opteo.com forward slash ppc chat finally remember for your campaigns and businesses to glide smoothly there's a lot of hard work needed beneath the surface so keep your swans kicking bye and speak to you next week (laughs) 